it's just never giving up that, you know, keeping on with your child of, I love you. I I'm here to listen, starting that I've seen some parents or I've heard of some parents, like it's like a journal and the, mm-hmm. you can write to your daughter and the daughter can write to you or, you know, things like that. Just find different ways to communicate. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents out there. Michelle Abraham, your host of the Blissful Parenting Podcast. I am here today with a really special guest, Amy Hutton. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hello. I'm hot right yes. now, but I'm doing good. We are in a heat wave in both of our both of our provinces right now, so we're both sweating coming to you live today. But let me tell you a little bit more about Amy. So Amy is an amazing youth advocate. So she's really advocating for girls, especially 11 to 16 years old, or 11 to 14 years old, creating a safe for them in school and beyond. And she's a five-time international bestselling author and compiler. She's a transformational speaker, workshop facilitator, youth diversity advisor, and she's helping educators facilitate safe spaces for young female students so they can instill connection, inclusion, and courage in themselves. And this is so important, especially post-pandemic or during pandemic, as our numbers of our teenage suicides are going up and uh, our teenage girls especially need some support. So Amy, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. I'm, I'm very honored and thank you for having me on your show today. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in, Amy. You have a story as to why you're here today and why this is so important to you. So take us back to that story of how it all began for you. Yeah, I would love to. So growing up, you know, going to school, grades one, grade two, grade three, they're always that first day school jitters, like who's my teacher? Where are my friends? Where's my desk? Things like that. And that's, that was me like grade one, grade two, grade three, I was a little nervous going to school and things and so on. In grade three, though, things started to be different. And in grade three, the teachers noticed that I was having struggles in my, my school, like my learning and my academics. Like I was struggling with all the core subjects, the grammar, the spelling, the math and the comprehension. So the teachers had a meeting with the guidance counselor and my parents and said, we want to put Amy into special education. Now, at that point in the 1980s, you know, there was an actual segregated class for special ed. And I now know now today it's a bit more integrated. However, back then they wanted to put me into a special segregated classroom. And my parents said, no, you know, she struggled in her growing up years. She had some struggles when she was a baby and so on and so forth. Yet, please don't segregate her. Please don't pull her into special ed. What if we were to put her into grade three again? So have her repeat grade three, and then you give her extra help, pull her out of the class and help with her. And we'll work with her too at home with the homework and so on and so forth. And remarkably, the teachers agreed. So how that all worked out, I have no idea. But that's when the bullying started. So I redid grade three and I was seen as the new kid in the class, but really I wasn't because I, that was the school I had gone to. So, but that's when the name calling started. And I was called names, example, stupid, ugly, dumb, retarded, and a loser, and many more names that kids use. So that first day jitters turned into every day of going to school from grades three all the way up to grade eight. And by grade seven, after hearing these words for the first four years, five years, I thought I was those things. My self-esteem was really low. I didn't believe in myself and things like that. And then it got worse. In grade seven, I was actually physically attacked in the locker room 
because I had repeated grade three, I, my chest developed a lot earlier than some of the girls. And a girl in grade eight came up behind me and she grabbed me by my bra strap and flung me around in circles. And then she let go and I went flying into a locker and, you know, battered and bruised, didn't know who I could trust, didn't know what happened. And all I can remember is just the laughing. And finally, when the teacher did come into the room, she looked at me all red in the face and I couldn't tell her who did it. And I was scared to because I didn't want the bullying to happen again. So I was still bullied and tormented all the way up to grade eight. But in grade eight, I started to be different or making a change in myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start speaking up a little bit more. I'm going to start using my voice asking for help and letting the teachers help me. There's a memory that comes to mind and I was a former girl guide and that was one of my safe spaces was being involved in girl guides. And there's a day called thinking day around the world where girl guides and boy scouts are encouraged to wear either the full uniform or a partial uniform or something to school. And I did, I wore my pathfinder uniform to school in grade eight and I am in grade seven too, but I remember being in the washroom and coming out of the washroom and the whole class was lined up and they just started again, bickering or like, you know, the names and the put downs and, and so on and so forth were coming out at to me. And I finally like burst into tears. And I remember yelling, I'm like, at least I'm not hanging around at the mall after school all day. I have places to go and things to do and people to see. And that shut them up for like half a second because they were so startled that, oh my gosh, like she actually talked back to us. But then they burst into laughing again and I cried more and the teacher came out of the classroom and they're like, shush, like, what are you doing? So that's where my drive and my mission to help girls today feel safe in school and beyond. And also working with the educators on we need to have safe spaces in your school for a girl to come to and say, I was just attacked because that does not exist for the junior high, senior high. No, uh, I think so many of us can relate to your story. I know there were so many parts of that story. I was like, oh yeah, me too, me too. That happened, you know, going into the learning assistant program, like having to work on my spelling, but being taken out of that classroom, but all the eyeballs on me, right? I remember being called stupid and, and all those things that like are so ridiculous, but they stay with you as kids. Like they, they make a big imprint in your, in your soul. I want to say like, it's, makes you believe that you are it's horrible and girl guides definitely saved me um being that was definitely a safe space for me too i was a girl guide for 20 years and i actually am now a spark leader with for my daughters so girl guides gave me so many opportunities and so many different ways to go to different camps and explore different places. I hiked Mount St. Helens. I went to Switzerland and RCLA. I've been to camps where I learned how to ride a motorcycle and windsurf in Ontario and like so many crazy, crazy things, amazing, amazing things happen from girl guys. But I feel like yeah. girls today, like I wish that I stayed in it because my friends were still in it. Had my friends not stayed in it, I maybe wouldn't have stayed in it, but I'm so thankful I did. I'm so thankful that I had that space, but now we need to create something different that's within the school system because that's external. That's an outdoor act, outside activity from the school system. So what's your experience been like in the last few years with schools, kids, and, and what's, what is available for them? It's interesting because teachers and people I've spoken with, they're like, oh yeah, we take this very seriously. And I'm like, you do and you don't because Yes, there may be a guidance counselor, yet that guidance counselor is looking after the whole entire school of, I don't know, we'll say 200 kids or more. 
depending on the, the level and one guidance counselor looking at everybody. And there isn't that space for girls to come to. And I need to, I want to clarify and acknowledge that yes, boys experiencing the boys experience bullying, boys experience harassment and, and that, and I know what happens. My target is girls because I'm a girl and that's where my experience comes from. So please, if you're a parent and you have boys and you're like, well, mah, 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 she's not looking after my son. There are resources out there too, for your son. I am sure of it. And I, I bless you. And I, you know, I, I hope, um, things work out for your son, but my target is girls. Now I know, for example, like in some universities or colleges, they have a women's center, Mm -hmm. but there isn't anything in that respect for in a high school or even in junior high school. And that's what I would love to see change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What are some things that, what are some things for our parents that are sitting at home right now? They may have girls entering into that 10 to 15 year old age range. What are some signs that things are not going well for them that they can start picking up on if they're not? Yeah. If they used to be very example, bubbly, happy, outgoing, and they now want to isolate in their room. Yes. It just might be because they're a teenager. (laughs) However, there might be more going on. Mm-hmm. So doing your best to have like, instead of just asking how was school, what did you like about school today? Or what did you like learning about today? Like asking those open-ended questions. Another thing to look out for, and this is going in a bit of a dark path. So I hope your listeners are okay. You may see your daughter wearing like it's 30 degrees out and they're wearing a long sleeve shirt or baggy clothes could be one of two things. It could be they are starting to have an eating disorder, that they're they're cold because they're not eating, or they could be self-harming on their on their wrists. They might be self-harming. So those are things to look out for. It also could be, you know, kids, if you're able to be home when your child comes home from school and your child like throws the backpack down. Like I remember me coming home from school many number of times coming in the door and like just throwing the backpack, like just mm-hmm. letting out that energy of just Mwah! yet. I didn't talk to my parents about the bullying. Mm-hmm. I don't remember telling them this is what happened or this is what's going on. So just be very aware and mm-hmm. keep going. There's a commercial. I don't know if it's just Alberta or across Canada, but there's a commercial about a dad having some sort of issue or some sort of maybe an argument or something's going on with their daughter or his daughter or child. And you hear the footsteps and you hear the slamming of the door and the father writes a text because that's how a lot of kids are liking to communicate right now, sent a text to his daughter and also yelling it up to the the second story. I love you or I still love you. And the response came back through the phone saying heart with a heart to you too. (laughs) So it's just never giving up that keeping on with your child of, I love you. I I'm here to listen. Starting that I've seen some parents or I've heard of some parents. It's like a journal and Mm -hmm. you can write to your daughter and the daughter can write to you or, you know, things like that. Just find different ways to communicate would be Mm. a suggestion as well. That reminds me of like, yeah, that reminds me of working in like a childcare center. We used to have to write like the end of the shift, like how the shift was for the next team coming in and taking over. That's a really great idea. I like that. And one of the things that I've just learned recently 
as my parenting, as my parenting skills are developing and my kids are younger, they're eight and five right now, but you know, we do get the worst of their behavior because we are considered a safe space or when, when we're getting their worst behavior to remember that it's because we are their safe space. I think that's really important for parents to know that and to understand that that throwing down to the backpack and that like releasing of like aggression when they get home, it's not because we've done something wrong or they're mad at us. It's just that this is their safe space that they can let loose in. And it's actually a good thing, right? Am I wrong about that? It's actually a good thing. Yeah, that's good. And the other the other caveat to that, and and again, we all know this to be true, that unfortunately, sometimes the home is actually not a safe space right. mm-hmm. for that girl to come home to for whatever reason. And there's a variety of, mm-hmm. of reasons. So having safe spaces outside of the home or for a girl at least to say to feel safe in her own skin when she's mm-hmm. at home is very important and needed. What can we do as parents to support support our girls? So we've talked about that with like the communication yeah. communication book or journal, but just, and we all have it, put the cell phone down, please, mom, mm. and engage with your child, yeah. engage with your daughter. There's a brilliant quote. I'm thinking, I need to write down who it is. I'm pretty sure it's Tony Mills. She's an author. Oprah interviewed her many years ago. And Tony Mills said, do your eyes light up when the child, when your, when your daughter, your child enters the room, or is it? your hair is a mess, your shirt's untucked, you know, your pants are grubby, all kids and and adults too, but, you know, talking about kids, all kids just want to be seen and heard, Mm -hmm. know that their words matter and that they're valued and celebrated. I've also heard recently too, that, that five minutes of connection, eye connection, just connection goes so far to fill them. And that's only five minutes. Yeah. I mean, hopefully yeah. it'll be longer than that, but only five minutes does so much good. Yeah. I've also heard, and through the whole COVID situation, um, I've seen some parents, some of my friends who are parents or other groups that I'm a part of, that they're frustrated because of the online learning school and the online homework and so on and so forth. And give a bit of grace to that. And also find out, like really listen into what your children is is really engaged with. So for example, is your child, is your daughter really, really like hockey or gardening or I don't know, pets? Can you engage then with her to do research about gardening or start the garden together and get involved in her passions Mm. as much as you're able and just connect with her that way as well as another suggestion. Mm, That's a great suggestion. I try to learn Roblox with my son, but it's like a whole other language. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Such a great, yeah. uh, it's a great, great yeah, suggestion. Them teach you. Yeah, exactly. Have your, have your son teach you about robots. Yeah. Be this, be this student. That's a great, yeah. that's a great plan. I love it. Um, what's needed out there in, in, in their, in their schools right now, what's needed to create a safer space? Well, this dives into things that I've done with educators and a program I've developed for them. And it's all about just having that connection, being vulnerable, you know, showing compassion and really having good communication. And a lot of it too, kind of, we touched on it a moment ago is let the student be the teacher, Mm. like have the teacher. There's a phrase that a business teacher of mine has said, and he's like, zip it.com. Like (laughs) zip. Teacher, zip your lip, 
and let the student start asking the questions. And if you ask just like uh, an open-ended question, that'd be great too. And if a student comes to you and says, hey, I was just attacked in the girl's locker room or I'm being called all these names or whatever, I know there's a fine line with teachers and students and how much you can share and personally and, and things like that. In this case though, if a student has just come to you and said, I was called XYZ or I was attacked in the locker room, if you yourself as the teacher was bullied as a child, it's okay to say, you know what? The hashtag me too. Mm -hmm. I was also bullied or I was also called names or mm -hmm. things like that. So the student can feel connected and the, the teachers being vulnerable and sharing. Like thinking back to my day, if I had any of the teachers that said, you know what, Amy, I was also called names mm -hmm. or I was like you too, developed a lot earlier. And I was also attacked in the locker room when they were in school. So then it would have given me that sense of, oh, I'm not alone. Connection is so huge. My goodness. Uh, thank you, Amy, for all that you do. And those parents out there that you have girls, I think this is some, so, um, so beneficial. And especially I know with Amy's background and her story, her personal story, plus all her education and experience that she's done, uh, what a valuable experience your girls are going to have. So um, Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing what you do and uh, good luck to you in the camp and parents reach out to Amy. If you have any questions on anything to do with your girls or about the camp. So uh, until next time, parents, thanks, Amy. Any last words for our parents out there? Just remember that your child is going through a lot right now, just like you are. And the dealing with the COVID and what is going on with school, your child may not know up from down right now, and that's okay. Just give them the space and keep loving them, even if they say they hate you, <laughs> they do love you. Yeah. And, you know, just keep, keep on keeping on. And what I also like to say when I, uh, when I do my Facebook lives is, until next time, be brave, be bold, and be yourself. Ooh, I like that. Awesome. So parents out there, you can encourage your kids to do this as well as you be brave, be bold, and be yourself. <laughs> so thanks again, Amy. Awesome. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.